And one of the things I was trying to figure it out, and I, I ended up talking about what makes people most happy, right? So these entrepreneurs like your age, you're grinding, 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 and it's, you know, seven to eight. That's a big thing. Seven figures to eight figures. I got to make eight figures because that's going to make me happy. Well, what I talked about was what makes humans most happy. And Harvard did a study. They started it in 1938. And for 85 years, Matt, they followed a group of 730 or 740 guys all the way through. And every two years, they did a survey of what made them happy. And 85 years later, their conclusion, it was personal and romantic relationships. The people that have the best marriages and the best friends were the most happy. So if you're sitting here listening to this in your car, I would ask you to do a quick eval. Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show Jeff Donatello from the Center of Wellbeing. How are we doing, brother? I'm doing well across the country, Matt. I know we're on complete opposite ends, and yet we are so aligned and share so many goals and visions for life and passions that I feel like you're you're sitting right here next to me. You know, you seem like a, a brother from another mother. I haven't yeah. talked to you more than ten minutes, but I think it'll be a fun conversation. I'm excited about it. Well, we have so many mutual contacts and friendships. You know, one of my best friends, Daniel Himmel, is your EOS implementer in your company. And I've heard how astronomically insane your guys' growth has been over the last few years. And obviously, you guys have some pretty exciting news that I'm not sure is public or not yet. But um, obviously, no accident why you are where you are. And you... Who do you, who do you serve? I guess is is where we can start. Like who who is your customer, and what are the passions of your company that you go out and try and you know serve in terms of your mission? Yeah, you know, great question. Um, I think COVID changed everything, right? My background's in chiropractic. I retired about seven years ago, and the regenerative medicine world really just floated my boat. Stem cell therapy, right? And um, we did really well with it. We had people from all over the country, the world flying in and, and then COVID hit and everything changed. And what the country did was it got fat, it got overweight, it got lazy and not by, not, I shouldn't say lazy, but people gained a lot of weight. And so we pivoted and um, a new silo was metabolic weight loss. Uh, my background's not just chiropractic. That was a little thing I did. I was mainly functional medicine and I'm a board certified clinical nutritionist. So we used that to start a weight loss program and it blew up and um, we're now negotiating with the New England Patriots and I, I will nice. announce the negotiation as the official weight loss program of the New England Patriots, which is any of you guys that are out there, um, you know, in the marketing, they're the biggest brand in New England. If you live in New England, it's the Patriots, the Red Sox, and then Dunkin' Donuts. And um, so we're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. We're all excited about it. But really what it comes down to is we help people that are struggling with inflammation where they're not going to take medications, they're not going to do surgery. What else is there that doesn't fit into that horrible health paradigm that is the United States, right? We're number 68 in industrialized nations when it comes to health. We are doing a horrible job. We're doing a great job of keeping people sick, but the, chronic, the chronicity that's happening in this country is through the roof. So what I'm passionate about is cutting through the bullshit, getting to the, the root cause of the problem, and um, and I love talking about it. So here we are. 
Well, and obviously uh, your, your passion is infectious because you've worked with so many GoBundance guys. I know you've transformed so many GoBundance guys' health. And I know you've done that with you know so many of your customers. Before we dig in on some of the science and the data and all the stuff that you know you guys are focusing on around longevity and optimization, where did this entrepreneurial journey begin for you? Like, Where did this business acumen, this passion for health, nutrition, and how it translated into a business start? Yeah, so nature nurture, right? Was it genetics or um, or was I like uh, nurtured into it? Combination of both. Interesting story. My dad was born in China to a Russian mother and an Italian father. They owned movie theaters in communist China. And one day in the mid 40s, World War II was happening. The communists came in overnight and said, we're going to kill you if you don't get out overnight. And they took all their belongings and moved to their uncle's house in southern Italy and lived in a bombed out shelter for six years. He lost both, both siblings, and it was a horrible way to live. And when he was 11, they were sponsored by a family in Worcester, Massachusetts. They got on a plane, and the three of them, my grandmother, my grandfather, and my father flew to Worcester, Mass, and uh, started a life over. And he spoke Chinese, Russian, Italian, and then he learned English at 11 or 12. Wow. And he was became my gym teacher. Um, and uh, he ended up very quickly realizing that he could sell insurance and mutual funds and he became entrepreneurial and did really well. So that was that side. And then the other side, he married my mom, who was this rich lady from New Hampshire, whose parents, my grandfather played for the Boston Red Sox. So I have these like this, and he was a, he was an entrepreneur too. They owned the largest trucking company in New England at the time. So I had this entrepreneurial background and they say like 3% of the world are entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial in their, in their nature. And, um, so I grew up with two teachers and um, in a small town in New Hampshire, and I was kind of like a big fish in a small pond. So that confidence level was always there um, until I, I competed. I'm going off track, but when I was 15, I competed nationally in the high jump. I jumped six eight, and I thought I was awesome. And then I realized that I stunk compared to the rest of the country and that I had to study. Um, <laughs> so I made sure school worked. And um, so where does it come from? I think. I think I'm going to say genetics. How's that? I was nurtured by really nice people, but I, I definitely have a, a genetic uh, background there that I think just- It was in your DNA. It's, it has to be. I don't know. Don't I don't know. Who knows? Well, you have like this insane energy. I know every time I, I, I see you or have interacted with you, you have this sense of energy. Now, is that is that natural or is that cultivated or is it a mixture of both? Um, I, I personally think it's natural. I think that I exercise to take, I, I do a lot of exercise. I work out, I do different types of outdoor activities, mountain bike, paddleboard. Um, I do a lot of, a lot of extra, like weightlifting. If I didn't have that, I'd be even worse. So I don't know. I think um, I just I just find people interesting and that's where Go Abundance um, has really come in. I love surrounding myself with, with cool, interesting people. Um, so yeah, I think that... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm fortunate. I get out of bed and boom, hit it hard. And then at nine o'clock, if people know me, I'm like, my wife calls me C3PO. Remember when they unplugged him in Star Wars and he fell asleep at nine o'clock? That's what I do. I just fall asleep. So, you know, what I always do is I'm a podcast freak. I listen to a ton of podcasts. So if you're still listening to this and you haven't shut this off, um, I think I talk about longevity a lot. And uh, I personally think, that sleep, you can do all this other baloney. You know, you can use 
pulse electromagnetic healing. You can use lasers. You can use acupuncture, chiropractic, whatever. If you don't sleep, you've got big problems. So my, I'm a huge, huge proponent in going to bed within a half an hour and getting up within a half an hour and um, working out enough that if you work out hard, take a nap, that's okay. But I think sleep has to be a priority. And that's when all the regeneration happens. And if you don't get consistent sleep, um, I found that those are the most unhealthy people that I find across the board. So talk about that, because there's a lot of different sleep studies and data and experts online. What are maybe some of the things that you see out there that people are talking about that is wrong? And what is your subscription to a healthy sleep routine or regimen? Yeah. Um, so number one, the phone, right? Device. Everyone knows this. Don't flip through your phone before you go to bed. That's number one. Read. Read a book that is a novel that gets you thinking, okay? So what you want to do is read at a consistent time, something that's a story where you shut the light off. And what I try to do is I try to get myself right back into that book, right? So you're reading the book and your eyes are shutting and then you close your eyes and then you're into that book and, and you're asleep in two minutes. That's great. Unless you have a room that's too warm, all right? You have a light source that's around you. You have a partner that snores. You have um, an animal that's on your bed being an idiot. Uh, so those are some of the things. Oh, white noise, I think, is we sleep with white noise all the time. That's important. Mm. So I think that what you want is to have consistency in that pattern. When we, when we travel, we bring the noise machine, and we make sure it's the same darkness as it is at our house so that your subconscious knows it's dark and it's and it's the same sound. I a lot of times, like Lake Oconee at the Ritz Carlton, we were down there. One night I woke up, I was I I was sure I was at my house in New Hampshire. I had no clue. And that's a good sign that you're really sleeping well. I was um listening to Gary Brecka of 10X Health. He just launched his new podcast, and he was talking about kind of a travel hack when he's traveling around how eating is and your eating schedule is really critical to quality sleep or breaking quality sleep. What, what are your thoughts around how people's nutritional diets and routine and the hours that they eat um, tie into like really good quality health uh, um, sleeping? Yeah, I think for sure that I try to eat around dinner around five o'clock. I think that if you can not eat three hours before you go to sleep, or let's say two hours before you go to sleep. So let's say you go to bed at nine o'clock. I try my best. If you want to keep a steady weight or even lose weight, this is a great hack. Eat at five. And I, again, I'm not super structured. I would just say, you know, roughly. Eat at five, 5.36. And then give yourself two hours of not eating anything before you go to bed. And don't even necessarily drink the last hour because you only get up and pee all the time. Everyone's different, Right. You're a young guy. When you get a 55-year-old bladder like me, you tend to pee more. So you don't want that to break your sleep. But the, the hack, I would say, is to get your, your meal in, avoid the alcohol, right? Um, don't get a big meal in and then go to bed within an hour. So going back, give yourself a couple, three hours of no eating at night. And then if you can fast in the morning for three hours, so let's say you get up at six, I'm not talking like 16-hour fast all the time. That's great. But let's say you get up at six, don't eat till nine. Just have coffee, have water. Um, I mix in my coffee a product called Clearvite. It's a multi-mineral, multivitamin through Apex Energetics. I've been doing that for years. 
it's chocolatey and it makes it taste like uh, mocha. So that's one of the things I do. Um, nice. But yeah, I don't know if that helps or not, but yeah. What are your thoughts around alcohol and sleep? Is alcohol just 100% a no-no or is there any ways of, you know, in balance working alcohol into still creating somewhat of a healthy sleep routine? Yeah, I'm not a big no-no for the things I'm a no-no about are hard drugs, right? Cocaine, yep. Yep. And we know that's bad. I'm a <laughs> yeah. no-no for smoking cigarettes, even smoking marijuana. I'm not a big fan. If you're gonna do marijuana, do edibles. All right. The smoke is, I don't think, good for you, obviously. Okay. And the other one is diet soda. Okay. So those are the three things I'm like, no, 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 no. Just don't do those things. Um that nasty for you. But back to your question about alcohol and sleep. Um, I think that in moderation, it's okay. I think that like, you know, what happens is if alcohol is putting you to sleep, you're getting into deep sleep, REM sleep way too quick. And what happens is it should take a couple hours to get into that rapid eye movement, deep, deep sleep. And it's happening too quickly. And you go through the cycles faster than you should. So you wake up at one or two o'clock and you kind of like you've been through those cycles already. So alcohol will knock you out, but it doesn't get you into that proper rhythm typically, which equates to a, a bad night's sleep most of the time. Yeah. I noticed that too when I when I drink on my my whoop band, my uh my heart rate, my resting heart rate is always elevated. What is the correlation between that and alcohol? That's I don't know the answer to that. I do know this though. I don't know. It's because it's a depressant, right? Yeah. And you would think that it would lower it. Yeah. Um, you speculate that it's a stressor to your system. It causes your adrenal glands to release cortisol at the wrong time. And cortisol is going to be, it's, it's your major stress hormone. So at night, your cortisol should drop and melatonin should elevate. So the thought that the speculation, if I was taking a test, my answer would be, it's going to stress your body out. Cortisol elevates and... Um, with an elevated stress hormone creates a, a, a higher basal metabolic rate and that's going to increase your pulse. I don't know. Mm. But the reality is um, don't expect to drink and have a great night's sleep consistently. Yeah. Uh, that, I, that, I noticed that when I when I drink now that I track all my, my stats and everything over the last few years, it's crazy how in tune you get with your body and what, you know, good foods and bad foods and you know, uh, alcohol and no alcohol really do to your kind of overall wellness routine. What What are some of the biohacking things that you see and hear people talking about that you love and you subscribe to? And maybe some of the ones that you think are just more of a marketing tactic and really don't have a ton of proven benefits to them? You know, let's go back to the basics, right? I think that um, biohacking implies new eyes on the prize. Look what I'm selling. It's always, it's always tied into something, right? Trying to, trying to market something different. This is what I found. Um, if you look at like a Dave Asprey, there's always something else, a Ben Greenfield, always something else. And so if you, if he goes back and everything they talk about for the last 10 years, they'd be doing 45 things, right? So it's always that next thing. Um, I think you know, go back to the basics, right? We talked a little bit about sleep. I think about getting exercise in on a consistent basis. I think getting a hard resistance workout in and not having to do it back to back, um, especially as you get older, unless you're training for something. I think um, resistance exercise and like high intensity interval training, like a CrossFit, um, you know, that's kind of fallen by the wayside, but there's all these modified programs. 
Um, I think that if you bust your butt for 35 to 50 minutes in a in a hit class, you don't need to do it the next day. I'm much more yeah. about keeping those joints healthy. So what I try to do is um, I never do, I never work out with weights um, or resistance two days in a row. I'm always throwing okay. paddleboarding, walking, a little bit of running and mountain biking in between. Um, as far as joint health, I think, you know, our big thing with stem cell therapies, we work on joints that have just been beaten up. And um, I mean, I've done a hundred and something triathlons. I've tore meniscuses in my knees and the stem cells have helped. Um, I can now go run six miles if I want to. That doesn't mean that it's part of my routine. Um, I think that a great biohack that I, 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 that a lot of people did not do even just two, three years ago is, is, is we're learning the effects of walking at an aerobic pace. So to go out and walk for an hour at 3.5 miles an hour versus running, you know, at, at like seven, eight miles an hour for a half an hour, I'm liking the effects, I think, of that elevated aerobic zone training. Um, especially as I get older, I think that long and slow and steady, more of that is probably the better way to go. Um, yeah. But again, mix the high intensity in throughout the week. Yeah. Just be aware. Yeah, I know. I've always, I've always kind of been uh, earlier. I was like a glutton for punishment, right? Like it's like a badge of honor. And as I got a little bit older and wiser and started getting more insights from experts and and people, I was like, man, like I just I want to be healthier for longer, not more extreme in you know certain time periods of my life and seasons. And it seems like a lot of the data is supporting that now, right? Of like, you can really create more longevity and still get a lot of the health benefits. You know, I always yeah. joke around with my wife. I just want to look good naked. Um, yeah. And, and you know, there, it seems to be a lot of the, the health communities and experts are starting to support a lot of that. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about the stem cells. Like that's always something that people are interested in. Who is it for? Who's it not for? Yeah. You know, is it still illegal in the U.S.? Yeah. What, what a question. I do want to go back for a second because you did say something. You said you just want to look good naked. And yeah, five. I'm 55. Um, it's less about aesthetics at 55 and more about survival at 55. So things <laughs> change and shift years. Um, you know, so so the world of stem cell therapy, they do a lot with aesthetics. Um, they use these things called microneedling skin pens, where they put it in, in your face and it makes the face rejuvenated. Um, I. I sell when I'm I'm a distributor for about 20 doctors around the country. Uh, the people that inject Joe Rogan's people, um, ways to well in Texas, I distribute that product um, yep. with Brittany Bueller. Um, so I'm I'm all around the country, and we've seen a huge, huge change. You know, we've we've had over 2,000 patients go through this process, these processes in our office of the last seven years. And really, what it comes down to is in the United States now, you can't take stem cells and manipulate them and grow them, okay? If you want to do that, go to another country. The reality is you don't need to do that anymore. We're at next level. Um, even the doctors that were taking them out of patients, it's called an autologous technique, Well, they'll take it out of your, your fat or your bone marrow. Um, they tend not to do that anymore because the, the allogeneic or the donor-derived products are so good. And that's what it comes down to. So nowadays, what we're seeing a lot of and what we use exclusively is taken from the amniotic fluid from a healthy baby, healthy mom in the US. And we use these little micro vesicles, these little bubbles that contain messenger RNA and micro RNA. And what that really means is this is the core to turning your immune system on and creating proteins. 
And it's why a baby comes out of the uterus um, when they're born so healthy. It doesn't have the mom's diseases and it just is ready to go. It's how we've evolved over 80,000 generations, 2 million years as human beings, because this fluid that surrounds us when we're being made inside of mom is so regenerative. So we take that out, it goes to a third party, and then our scientist is able to clean it all up and make sure it's the exact right uh, mixture. And there's 250 billion of those little microvesicles and wow. the right amount of proteins, and we inject it into a joint, and man, people, 90% of people get about 80% better. It makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. I know, I, well, I know a bunch of people that have gone to you and said exactly that of, you know, you never know if it's the placebo effect or this or that. And everybody's like, no, nah, I feel a difference. My knee feels better. My elbow feels better. Right. And yeah. people really notice like this, there's real tangible results to this. They do. So here's the, here's the caveat to this. We've learned that results are secondary to who you inject. If we put this into a professional athlete, and I've seen miracles with professional athletes, these guys are like prime for, for healing. It's different than if I put it into an obese 75-year-old person right. who's diabetic and on 16 medications, yeah. you might as well just, just shoot the, 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 the needle right out the window. Yeah. It's, um, you really have to pick and choose. Unfortunately, around the country, there are people that it's a big money grab. And um, that's why I love work with GoBundance guys. They they fly in every month. We have a couple at least that fly in. They're not going overseas anymore um, because they know they can get results here in the U.S. So they fly in. Most of the GoBundance guys, not all, but most of them are in prime shape. And they just have a joint, usually shoulders or knees that they beat up because they've been playing hard like yourself. So that makes sense, right? It's 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 about the vehicle too. Like, you know, you could put premium gasoline into a beater car and it's really not going to get any of the the results that you know the premium gasoline generally will have for a more primed vehicle that is is needing and, and ready for that so that makes a lot of sense i've been hearing a lot more about peptides and the benefits of peptides people um are talking about now how they're somewhat going to get outlawed the fda is not uh, behind okay. it anything that makes you healthy is not a sustainable business model according to the fda so what what's going on with peptides what are peptides for people that don't understand them and and is this something that entrepreneurs business owners human optimizers should be looking at if they haven't yet yeah peptides are just small chains of amino acids and they are they occur naturally in your body and they perform a certain function and if they can isolate usually under 20 um, amino acids, if they can isolate it and it, it performs a certain um, process when injected, it, it it does really well. I thought, so what happens is this, as far as illegal, this is where it's going. I just talked to somebody who was in the know the other day. I just learned this. When a, when a peptide raises, its, it's almost like the turkey with the longest neck gets its head shot off, Matt. So when a peptide becomes popular, like BPC-157, that works amazing, all right? It's for joints, it's like, I always compare it to like, it's like shooting a moose with a 22, all right? You can take it down. Now, what we use with the purified amniotic fluid is like taking a, a bazooka and shooting that moose, but it's a lot less money. It works really well and it's a great place to start. So what happens is there's different peptides out there that show really a lot of promise and, and they become popular. And what I'm hearing the Biden administration has done is this, I always thought that the drug companies were grabbing them. So what they do is they take a peptide and they molecularly change it and then they, they can market it and call it their own. And now it's a drug. So where it was a 10 cent peptide, it's now a thousand dollar drug. 
So I thought it was a for-profit thing that was happening. I was told by a source the other day that, that it's not that. What they're trying to do, the peptides don't have a lot of studies on them, and they don't like that. And if there's not a lot of studies, they want to control it. So they're taking it off for your safety. And the crazy thing about that is these things are so healthy. They're not, they're natural. So it's it doesn't make any sense. They're natural. They just, I mean, yeah, I would say snake venom is natural. It can kill you, right? Yeah. But these are some very, very safe things that they're making. They're taking off the market. And um, what they're doing is they're going after the labs that produce them. So the, the, what happens is the bigger the lab gets, so you're entrepreneurial, right? And you want to open a peptide lab and your lab is cranking, it's doing well. Guess what's going to happen? FDA comes in and shuts you down. And that's what's happened in the US. So our product with the purified amniotic fluid is acellular. Um, we don't make a lot of claims other than joints. And we're not you know, going out there and, and doing things that, that aren't solid. And it's a very safe thing. Um, so that's kind of how, how it's taken off in the U.S. at this point. I love it. What are some of the things that you see in kind of obviously the entrepreneurs, many people can oftentimes sacrifice their health, right? In the process of I got to grind, I got to work, I eat shitty food, you know, but I got to make this money. I got to grow my business. I got to put food on the table. What are some of the things that you're seeing in the entrepreneurial world around health, wellness, weight loss? that could really help improve people's overall longevity and well-being that is an easy add-in to their routine as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a hard charger? Easy. Well, you guys might have saw me um, at Lake Oconee. I spoke to the elite group. There was like 350 guys there the first day. And it was how to connect and how to make the most out of a GoBundance event. And one of the things I was trying to figure it out, and I, I ended up talking about what makes people most happy, right? So these entrepreneurs like your age that are grinding, grinding, grinding when it's you know seven to eight. That's a big thing. Seven figures to eight figures. I got to make eight figures because that's going to make me happy. Well, what I talked about was what makes humans most happy. And Harvard did a study. They started it in 1938. And for 85 years, Matt, they followed a group of 730 or 740 guys all the way through. And every two years, they did a survey of what made them happy. And 85 years later, their conclusion, it was personal and romantic relationships. The people that have the best marriages and the best friends were the most happy. So if you're sitting here listening to this in your car, I would ask you to do a quick eval of the people that are that make you the most happy. Now, this isn't your spouse. That should be, if the spouse doesn't make you happy, you got a problem, right? <laughs> um, and it's also hard for siblings and for parents I'm talking about people that are your friends, right? And that's why GoBundance is so awesome because we're kind of the same. We jive with each other. But what I had them do was think about the person in their life that was their best friend, right? It doesn't have to be your best friend. Just someone that is vibrant, that energizes with you, and that's kind of like you, right? Um, Think about that person. How much time do you spend with them? For most people, it's only a couple hours a month, right? And then think about your friend group And this is the point to this. Which one of those friends are toxic? Now, you're in your mid-30s, right? When you get to be 55 like myself, you've kind of, if you've really worked on yourself, you've kind of distilled down those toxic people out of your life. But Mm -hmm. I find that at age 35, you very well could have, because you you see dad girl there, you have little kids, you have a girl, right? How old is she? 
I got two daughters at nine and six. All right. So mine are 26 and 24, right? By biological, they're, they're great kids. But when they were that age, you're around a lot of people, neighborhood friends. You get all these people that come into your life. You may still have college friends, high school friends, and you, Matt, are growing, growing, growing. And if you listen to this, if you're in GoBundance, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and you do cool things. I went, so the number one thing that, that in my mind, at your age, if you're in your 30s or 40s, the number one thing that reveals a toxic friend is if you go on a trip, all right, if you're in, if you're in Canada and you're taking a helicopter, Matt, I know these things, and you're <laughs> yeah, going you place to place. This is what Matt, you want to talk about this? What a rad trip. You went from place to place. This is why I want to be in your GoPod. And you hiked with a helicopter, and you go back, and you're at, you're, you're at an event with your daughters, and, 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 and Joe Schmo is sitting next to you, your friend, and you tell him about that, and he says these three words. You know what the three words are? Must be nice. If he says that, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to tell him about your wins anymore. Yeah. And that's a toxic friend. So what I would have you do if you're sitting back, I think the biggest, most stressful thing in this world as you get older is, is not having good friends. Make sure that your spouse, that you're married, whether it's he or she, I don't care, whatever you're married to, be mm-hmm. happy with that person. But then look at your friend group and the toxic ones. You may want to try to call that herd a little bit. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, I I can't tell you how much, quote unquote, wealth and richness has been added to my life strictly because of my friends. And I also can, you know, uh, account for on the other side, kind of before I made some of those standards and boundaries in my life, how much wealth and richness was stripped out of my life from, you know, toxic friends and relationships. And that's a hard thing for people to really build boundaries around, right? Because we as humans, we don't want to, you know, hurt somebody's feelings. We're people pleasers and we kind of create some narrative or story that justifies us giving that person a pass or, you know, whatever. But really, when you think about the people who have the wealthiest, richest, not just in their bank account, but relationships and experiences, oftentimes it's all rooted at the foundation of quality relationships and who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily need money to, to have that. I mean, happiness, money, as everyone knows, money does not buy you happiness. But the great thing about GoBundance, and I don't want this to be a GoBundance commercial, but um, the great thing is, you know, like attracts like. So we're all trying to work on not just wealth, but, you know, you know, all the, all the pillars, right, that we yep. work on. Um, yeah. And the people you hang around with, those are the, the most important people. That's that's those are the ones that push you. So if you have people that are bringing you down and say, must be nice, that's just an idea. To that, that might be a, a light bulb moment to maybe reflect a little bit on, on that friendship, right? Maybe. Now, I want to get into tapping a little bit of your, your business acumen and the growth that you have experienced over the last, you know, seven to 10 years. And I know you've got a, a long, extensive career, but really you know, in the last five or so years, you've 10x your business, how many lives you're impacting, the income that's coming out of the business. And I know EOS and the kind of entrepreneurial organization system has been a big piece of that. What would you attribute kind of your your business growth and, you know, going from a couple employees to, you know, lots and lots of employees what what would you say has been some of the formulaic success that you would attribute to the growth of your company? 
anyone that knows me knows I'm going to say the, the name Kelly because that's my wife. And okay. uh, it wasn't for her. You know, I'm I'm the you know the one thing with EOS is they um they brought me in and they they said wow you know we have this this person that really busts their butt and then we have the person that just spreads fairy dust. This is Daniel Himmel, right? And just kind of talks to people and has relationships. And um, that's me. But she's the one who, her background's in marketing and she's kind of kept it all together. So EOS for us, you know, getting everybody on the same page, rowing in the same direction. I love that that image, right? Yeah. Um, it's been a challenge. Um, nothing comes easy uh, this year. And, um, you know, we had crazy growth. And with crazy growth, you sit back and you sometimes let other people within your, your business make decisions. And we had our medical team. We had some people that we let bring on people that eventually became a little toxic to the company. And EOS was able to really nail it down and identify those people. And we've had to let go of six people in the last probably six months. And when we did, oh my God, it just, man, it's great. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, does everyone, I, the, the best thing I've learned in the last year with EOS is, is GWC. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't know what GWC stands for, or at least something like GWC, and you don't have that as part of your ethos, your culture, your zeitgeist, right? If you don't have that, you got to find it because get it, want it, and have the capacity. That is the marker that Daniel Himmel told us about. So now we talk about it. Does this person get it? Do they really want the job? And do we give them enough time to do the job? And we constantly go back to that and say, is this person the right person in the right seat? And that's everything. And quantifiably measuring that um, throughout our company has led to a, a downsizing of sorts in the last probably four or five months, but a much more fun place to work. Yeah. I... Um... Uh, a friend of mine, Cody Sanchez, and many people know her because she's kind of the business buying gal. Uh, one of the things that she always said was, you know, every time you kind of 3X your business, you break it and you have to kind of retool it, which oftentimes comes with retooling your team, retooling some of your systems. But there's the foundational infrastructure and kind of operating system that keeps it still going and growing in the right direction, even though sometimes it's, hey, I got to take two steps back to take five or 10 forward. And EOS is just one of those critical operating systems that I just haven't found anything else out there that's as good and simple um, to implement and to operate within. Yeah, you're right on. And I would say, you know, um, I listened to Ty Lopez. He's one of my mentors. I, went I to love Ty Lopez. Yeah, I went to his house eight years ago, met him and I was like, that dude's smart. And now it's come full circle. And I listened to him a lot. But he said the other day, he said, when you're going through a down, downsize or a failure in your business, that's the time that the universe causes you to ponder, to think about, and to grow. And when you're succeeding, that's when you party, right? Um, so we go through these cycles. And so it's, and I find this true, like it slows down and you say, okay, what's going on? Let's just be creative and ponder what's going, what's happening. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's uh, Miley Cyrus. To quote Miley Cyrus, you didn't think you were going to get one of those, did you? <laughs> no, Miley Cyrus. It's um, it's the climb, right? It's the climb. There's always going to be another mountain. It's the yep. climb, and that's the great thing about GoBundance is you get to climb these mountains 
that sometimes you get to with helicopters, if you're lucky enough, mm-hmm. and climb these mountains with really cool people. And um, you get to surround yourself with people that get it, want it, and have the capacity for life. And that's what I love most about, again, a GoBundance commercial. You know, GoBundance. Now, the Center for Wellbeing, what is the, the grand vision for it? What, what's, what's the five, three, five, ten year vision? And how do you feel like you guys are uh, tracking on that? Yeah, I think we are on track overall. Um, I think that Kelly and I want to be owners that basically still are around the business, but not in it as much. So, you know, taking the business, um, you know, from getting through that, that, that where it's like, it's not, we're doing the work, um, <laughs> you know, I'm doing the work, we're doing the work. We want to get more where they're doing the work, Yeah, right? And uh, I don't think that unless we sell, which we might down the road, I can see that happening. Um, we're always going to have to have our, you know, our piece in the business. There's a local lady that's just popped in my head. She had a great restaurant. And I used to talk to her all the time about 15 years ago. And then she opened her second restaurant and she wasn't there cooking in the first restaurant. And I watched that restaurant go down the tubes and, and she ended up losing the first one and keeping the second one. And, um, she, you know, there's only, there's only so much, you're going to be really careful when you, when you sit back and let other people do the work you really do. And, um, so we try to keep our eye on the prize and keep having fun. And I think that's, um, the name of the game. Now I want to give people a little bit of an an insight into kind of your wealth building focus and, and vision as well. I know you've built great wealth in your business, is all of your wealth building focus and efforts around income generation investments back into the business and only within that ecosystem? Or what is your subscription to kind of your wealth building pie look like? Yeah. And, and this is, if my wife was watching this, she kind of laughed because I am, not, listen, I've never even taken a business course in my life. All my business courses are from books. I read a ton and podcasts and talking to other people. Um, I knew nothing about real estate a year ago, and now I own part of a hotel, um, right? So there's a lot of passive investments that I'm very careful to make sure I know who I'm investing with. Um, but I think a lot of what we're doing right now is is going back into the business, making sure our infrastructure is is really is solid because that's where our quote unquote wealth is. Yeah, uh, I'm first to admit I I'm like I'm not loaded, but our business is very valuable. Because um, it's the core, the structure to it is reproducible and it does really well. So I think that, um, you know, we've been very conservative right now and it's, it, we're going through times that are, that are challenging with, with the, the, the world. And um, I mean, for example, we help people get, the average person loses 20 to 40 pounds in three months, 98% of our people with real food. And this is a prepackaged meals. This is health coaching. This is doing it the right way, the hard way. And then they come out with a drug like Ozempic that has all these side effects, but they put billions of dollars into marketing it. And that's that's tough for us because we're fighting that. The general public wants to inject and lose weight. And yeah. now they're seeing the side effects from it. So it's things like that that we constantly, you know, any business is going to have that. And we have to be constantly aware which is why the Patriots thing is kind of coming in. We have some Patriots players with us and you always got to constantly be uh, be aware and know that that target is moving. Yeah, that Ozempic thing is crazy. I, I just, not to digress too much, but 
that I saw them now trying to approve it for, for kids like 12 and under. And it's this mentality and psychology around this, this quick shortcut, right? Like there's nothing truly sustainable or healthy about doing these things. And yet, like you said, I, I don't know, I just think of all, all of the best things are made in the crock pot, not the microwave. And the crock pot requires time and patience and, and ingredients. And, you know, it's just not a punch a button in and pull it out in a couple of seconds and get exactly what you want. And yet it seems like everything nowadays is affirmed with quick, easy shortcuts, but it's unhealthy, it's unsustainable and it's man, it's, but I think that also creates my, my narrative and story to my kids is, is that's why we're contrarians. And that's where you have an edge is when everybody else is playing over here, this is where you gain an edge and it's harder and it's going to be a longer road and path, but it'll also be a much more fulfilling and sustainable path in the long term. Totally. I mean, with our business model, we, you know, we're, we consider ourselves a fine dining restaurant and that doesn't mean Applebee's isn't an awesome place for people to go to Applebee's, but that's not who we're attracting. But I tell you what, it does cloud the public's perception of what's out there. And that's yeah. all they care about. And, um, you know, it's they're spending billions and billions and billions of dollars to cloud that and, and to let people know that it's, quote unquote, easy. Just ask your doctor and they'll give yeah. you this description. But nothing's easy. Yeah, not, nothing good is easy. That's for damn sure. Right. Exactly. Um, as we wrap up, I'm just curious on your your thoughts around how you're protecting your wealth, protecting your business, and what this climate feels like is pretty dang crazy. It is. Um, again, back to Ty Lopez. I just heard him talk about this. is This is was pretty interesting. He's talking about the most conservative things um, being gold, right, crypto, silver, and bullets. That he said seriously. Um, because if the, if the, if the shit is the fan, the bullets are going to be there for you. The gold's not going to be worth anything. The crypto is international, right? Um, he, he talked, which was, I thought, well, I just heard it today. He's like, the banking system is a scam in the U S everything's digital. They'll let you, um, they'll, they'll take money out of your account. Right. So they sorry. They won't let you take money out on the weekends, but you can put it in or by saying that either way, you, They'll they'll take money out of your account on the weekends, but you can't work with them on the weekends. Mm -hmm. right? So there's lots going on. I think that is a little bit scary um, from a international play. Um, so I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't want to sound like I'm. I, I do when it comes to that. But right now we're just trying to to keep everything close to the vest and and make and help as many people as we can in our business and do it ethic ethically and um, you know make a profit doing that, helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, just trusting in that process and trusting in your long-term vision. And, you know, when you look at all of the peaks and valleys over the course of, you know, our, our country, we always find a way to come out on top. And I'm at least optimistically voting on that being the outcome, even though it feels pretty, pretty crazy, pretty heavy, pretty dark for a lot of people. I think it's just staying focused on what you can control, being positive. Like you said, who you surround yourself with is such a key part in this. I know when 2020 rolled around and, you know, it was all hands on deck calls at GoBundance when everybody else was running around with their hair on fire, like the world was ending. I felt a sense of clarity and calm and, and it wasn't because of me. It was because of who I had surrounded myself with and what, you know, ecosystem I was tapped into. So I think that's so important, especially, you know, in times like right now, when you got so many different things coming at you with, you know, so many different narratives, uh, it can be a little bit dangerous, but 
Jeff, I know a lot of people are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to know more about Center for Wellbeing. They're going to want to, you know, see what you guys got going on and where you're going. So what is the best place for them to do that? I mean, I think that our website, right, is a place to start. Centerforwell.com um, is, a, is a great place to go and just learn a little bit. We, again, a lot of what we do is virtual. So if you are looking for, you know, to, to get all your blood done and food sensitivities and genetics, we have a plan called um, HealthSpan that we do virtually all over the country. A lot of GoBros do that. Yep. Um, where we can, you know, you don't need to have a concierge jock. You work with our nurse practitioner and it's all done at your local lab core and we mail you everything. So that's a big thing that we do. Um, even weight loss, we do it virtually. About 75% of our business is virtual. And again, the stem cell therapy of a shoulder, a, a knee that's not healing up, a hip. Um, you fly into Boston, we're an hour north. It's a pretty easy thing. So centerforwell.com is where you look us up. And we'll, uh, guys, we'll be sure to link all of that up in the show notes at millionermindcast.com on Jeff's episode. Brother, as always, great to see you. Look forward to hanging out at another event soon. And thanks for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Have a great day. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also going to get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools, so be sure to check those out at MillionaireMindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind-the-scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word NOTES to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Cheers.